When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. months ago, I started talking on Insta stories about IEP goals and I shared a specific IEP goal that I was struggling with. I was consulting on an IEP and this IEP goal had this really rough mastery criteria. So I started kind of ranting about it on Insta stories and my DMs exploded. I had a million messages and questions and people agreeing with me and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do a podcast episode and I'm finally getting to it. So we've had a few podcast episodes on IEP goals, but today we're just going to focus on the mastery criteria because that's where everyone's interest was really piqued. So I went on a little rant in this Insta story a few months ago about how much I hate the 80% mastery criteria. Now, maybe you have the problem, which I used to do as well, where you just slap this 80% mastery on every goal because 80% feels safe. It's not 100. It's okay. If I don't get there, if things are hard this year, it'll all be good. But if you think about it, 80% is not mastery for every goal. 80% means one out of every five is wrong. If you read every fifth word incorrectly in a story, do you understand the story? No. If you misspell every fifth word in a cover letter when applying for a job, are you getting that job interview? No, you're not. If every fifth time you try to cross the street, you do it incorrectly and get hit by a car, what would happen? You'd be dead. 
80% mastery criteria does not necessarily mean success. So in this episode, I want to give kind of a brief overview of a few questions you can ask yourself when writing your IEP goals to make sure that your, your mastery criteria make sense. They're logical, but they're also attainable. So let's discuss. I think this common practice of kind of rushing the mastery criteria happens because we spend a lot of our time and energy on creating the content or the meat and potatoes of that IEP, of that IEP goal. We want to know the skill and we want to be specific about that, what that skill is. And then by the time we get to the mastery criteria, maybe we just phone it in. But it's really important to think about what goals we have for our kids. This is the expectation. This is the level we have for them that we want them to achieve to. And if we're unclear on what mastery is, what is really the point of taking data? And if we're unclear of what mastery is, how do we know when our child has succeeded or when they're struggling and we need to change our teaching techniques. So we need to spend as much time and be as much as just as thorough with that mastery criteria as we are with developing the skill. So the common pitfalls that I really see when it comes to creating mastery criteria are just ones that are not well thought out. Like we just say, okay, 80% on four to five opportunities, cool. And that's just the IP, that's the mastery criteria on every single IEP goal. Well, every single IEP goal is different. Your kids' skill sets are going to be different. What type of skill that is is going to be different. We can't have this blanket just like everything has the same mastery criteria because that's not real life. And if we don't have mastery criteria that are practical and make sense and really are achieving mastery of that skill, our students are going to struggle farther down the road because all of our skills build. And if we don't have that strong foundation, when we get to more complex skills, our kids are going to have a lot of difficulties. So there's three questions you need to ask yourselves when approaching writing the mastery criteria of the IEP goal. The first one is kind of what I've been talking about. What does mastery look like? So I want you to kind of get a bird's eye view of the skill. Don't even think about the child right now. What does mastery look like? of identifying letters looks like. If you said that person has identified mass identifying letters, what would that be? Would that mean they can identify 10 letters or all the letters? So really think about what mastery is for addition, for crossing the street, for washing your hands, for you know implementing a component of a behavior plan. Whatever the skill is in the IEP goal, think about what is truly mastery. So you want to figure out what that looks like. You also want to think about what are the bigger skills that this skill is going to lead to. If we're reading sight words, we want that skill to lead to reading comprehension, to lead to writing a sentence, to writing a paragraph, to writing emails, to writing text messages, to reading newspaper articles, to answering reading comprehension questions. There's all kinds of skills that identifying sight words will build. If we're working on single-digit addition, we want our learner to later be able to know double-digit addition. We want them to know regrouping. We want them to be able to add within word problems. We want them to add fractions, to add decimals. That skill is going to continue to build and build and build. So start to think about what that mastery looks like for the skill you're looking at, but all the skills that it's going to contribute to. And when you start to think about that, you do start to realize how ridiculous the 80% mastery is. If you only master single-digit addition to 80%, 
all of those other skills that I just listed are going to be a struggle. So you want to think about that general mastery and have that in your head when you start to apply your child to that situation. So the next question that you can ask yourself is what can I accomplish in this timeline with this child? So this is where you look at the student's current skill set. So we need those baseline assessments on the skill. You can't just be like, oh yeah, he knows some addition or he knows some decimals or he knows some steps of washing your hands. You need to know exactly where they're at. Then you need to think about the timeline. When does this IEP go until? Yes, most IEPs are that annual year, but think about those breaks. If you're writing a goal in October, you're going to have that whole summer break that that next September and October might need to be reviewing and making sure you were at where you were in May. Think about where breaks lie. Think about the needs of that child and decide, okay, if this is what I decided mastery is of this skill. How far down that road towards mastery can I get with this specific student and this specific timeline? Maybe you will decide, oh, we can get to 100%. Within the next year, we can get to 100% of this goal. Maybe you decide, look at the goal and you think, wow, we're not going to accomplish that in this year with the current skill set the child has. Now that's okay. Not every goal needs to be at 100%, but that might need to be your terminal goal. Maybe this year you're getting to 70% and next year you're getting to 100%. Or maybe you want to tweak the goal. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maybe you're not working on all letters or all of the sight words you had anticipated. Maybe you close that skill set. So you want to work on less. Instead of working on all WH questions, this year we're going to work on who and what questions and we're going to get that to 100% mastery. Instead of getting who, what, where, when questions to 50% mastery. So when you start to go to question number two and think about the timeline in the child, you might need to change your goal. And that's okay. Now let's talk about the 100% mastery for a minute. And I probably should have talked about this in the last question. I got a lot of comments when I talked about this on social media about, well, you know, we can't expect 100% from our students because human error, human error. Everyone kept telling me that. 
I get it. Human error happens. I don't do things, you know, 100% correct all the time. I've probably misspoke. misspoke. I just did. That was a perfect example, you guys. We misspeak. We make mistakes. Things happen. We don't expect our kids to do it 100% correct for the rest of their life. But I would like to see 100% accuracy on a few opportunities in a row. So a mastery criteria could be Johnny will answer who and what questions about a picture with 100% accuracy on three consecutive days. So three days in a row, I want to see it at 100. So if he does it two days in a row and then the next day, you know, we don't have that 100% and then we start over, we got to do another three days. That's okay. We're going to get there. We're not asking him to see it for 25 days in a row. And it might want to be consecutive opportunities to practice this skill. Maybe we don't work on WH questions every day or we want to get at 100% accuracy at least three times within a week or within two weeks or within five days you have ultimate creative control so if you don't like some of the examples that I'm using tweak it to make it work for how you teach your kids and how you collect data there's a lot of opportunities to play around with it in here we don't have to be so stuck in consecutive days consecutive opportunities it can be within one grading period in or within a certain amount of days that that skill has been worked on. So don't shy away from this 100% if that's what works for that student and that timeline because that's likely going to be what's going to help your child build to those bigger goals when they have that really strong foundation, when they can identify all the letters, when they can do all of the addition steps, when they can answer all the WH questions. That's when we'll be able to move towards word problems and having conversations and those bigger skills. The last question you'll ask yourself is how will you be taking data on this skill? And you cannot forget this question because this is essential to your whole data process. When I do full day data PDs, we talk about IEP goals because that's where it starts. If you write an IEP goal that's really vague, that doesn't make sense, or that has kind of a weird mastery criteria, it makes your data collection process harder because you're like, ooh, what did I mean? How am I working on WH questions? How many addition problems am I working on? What does 80% mastery of washing your hands really look like? If you think about what this is going to look like in real time, how are we going to go through the hand washing process? How are we going to work on taking turns? Then you can start to think about how you'll be taking data. Well, when I'm working on turn-taking skills with Johnny, I'm actually going to use a rubric because there's a lot of steps in taking turns. I want to make sure I catch everything, so I'm going to create a rubric that's out of eight points. Well, cool. Let's use that in your mastery criteria. Johnny will take turns with a score of eight out of eight per attached rubric on at least three times in a row. Awesome. That is so clear. I know exactly how I'm taking data. I have a really great mastery criteria because with taking turns, we got to get to 100% at least a few times in a row. And everyone's going to be on the same page. It's really specific on how that data is being collected. We've talked a lot about percentages for mastery criteria in this episode because I see that utilized a lot. But that is not how we teach and that's not how we collect data. So maybe we don't want to use any percentages in our mastery criteria. That's fine. Honestly, that's great. That's how I write an IEP goal. I don't want to take out a calculator and make sure I'm at 80% or 95% or whatever percentage because that's not how I'm going to be doing my instruction. That's not how I'm going to be setting up my data sheets. 
I'd rather know how many trials I need to take data on. I can always practice with extra trials, but I want to know how many trials I need. It's also going to give me data that's easier to compare. If I did 10 trials on Monday and 10 trials on Tuesday and 10 on Wednesday, I can easily see if there's growth or not. Versus if I did five on Monday and 12 on Tuesday and four on Wednesday, I'm going to have to pull out that calculator and figure out those percentages. So instead, put in the mastery criteria how many trials you want to work on. So Johnny will verbally answer personal information questions for 10 different questions with 9 out of 10 correct on three different times working on this skill. Super clear, right? We want 9 out of 10 correct, three different times working on it. Maybe we want 10 out of 10 correct or 5 out of 10 correct. Whatever works for the timeline and that individual student for the skill is going to be what works best. But when you think about how you're collecting data, are you going to do more of a discrete trial format? Are you using a rubric? Do you want this skill accomplished in a certain time period? If you're using a fluency fluency instructional program, Just put that fluency goal right in your mastery criteria. Johnny will identify um, time to the hour by identifying 15 clocks in 30 seconds and saying the correct time. Super clear, right? We know exactly what we're looking for. Everything is included in that mastery criteria. So if you consider that data component while writing the goal, the best part is you are going to be much more likely to actually take data. Okay, guys, so I really just wanted this episode to to encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to mastery criteria, to think about your individual child, to think about that specific skill, to think about where growing this skill will take that child. 80% mastery might not be how you teach. 80% mastery might not be what mastery looks like for that child and for that skill. So don't get stuck in a rut on throwing these kind of arbitrary mastery criteria on each IP goal because that is not going to be what helps you take data and how to achieve the highest level of progress for your learners. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you would have told me a few years ago that my favorite part of my job is getting up in front of sometimes a few hundred people and giving a presentation on data or behavior academics, I would have thought you were crazy. I did not always like public speaking. Actually, to be totally honest, public speaking was something I used to be pretty afraid of. But now it's literally my favorite part of my job. I love being in a room of my people, of the special ed world, teachers and parents and clinicians, and everyone that's on the front lines that's working so hard for our students to give them the best opportunities and the best classroom experience. I love being in a room of everyone that understands how hard this job can be, but also how amazing it is and how important those little victories are on a daily basis. 
When I do a PD, my goal is to bring value. I want to bring action items, ideas and strategies that you can do tomorrow in your classroom. I have sat through too many professional developments that either didn't apply to me or were too hypothetical and philosophical. And my special at heart always wanted to know, what do I do next? What do I do tomorrow? If you are interested in learning more about how I can come to your school to do a professional development, please visit theautismhelper.com backslash speaking. There's a contact form as well as a lot of information about all of the different sessions I give. I'm happy to answer any questions and work with your school district. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.